Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me today... It's your girl, Pinky. That's why she's like kind of off to the side of the screen if you're watching this on the video. So you get to look at me and her hands periodically. <laughs> Anyway, and I am no hand model. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. I don't know. So, so today we're going to be doing a little day drinking. Yes. And it's a nice warm day in the St. Louis area. And, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy a nice refreshing beverage and a cigar. And we're going to catch up with Pinky a little bit. And you don't have a name for your drink. I'm sort of surprised by that. Well, you know, I, I learned this drink from the fine folks at uh, Stumpy's. <laughs> in Columbia, Illinois. It's a distillery. And they make a lemon whiskey. And so what it is, is it's um, some lemon whiskey. It's a little blackberry mint syrup and lemonade. It's very refreshing for a nice uh, warm summer day. Well, we'll test it out. We will. And then today, you and I are going to be smoking some different cigars. It's smoker's choice here on the pulpit. And so you have there, what do you have there? The Camacho 1962. The pre-embargo. Yep. So, okay, so. That I got from? Broccoli Rob. That's right. Hi, Rob. Hi, Lisa. Final third cigar there. And uh, so I have a little information that I found. Tell me about the the cigar I'm about to smoke. (laughs) Pre-embargo. Because you know I don't know. (laughs) So it features a uh, Corojo... um, it's a, it's a Honduran cigar, and the Camacho Pre-Embargo is one of the most unique cigars in the market. Wow. The blend begins with a vintage 1999 H- Hamastron Corojo wrapper draped around a complex filler blend, including a significant portion of authentic Pre-Embargo Cuban tobacco. The very same tobaccos used in Camacho's beloved Liberty Series, medium in body with a rich flavor profile, Camacho's 1962 Pre-Embargo size Brings the brings copious amounts of flavor, including wood, leather, nuts, and spices. All right. And then I will be smoking the La Libertad Robusto from our friends over at Villiger Cigars. The La Libertad has a Criollo wrapper from Jalapa. Say that again. Criollo. From Jalapa, which wraps the binder from the Chibao, Chibu, Chibao Valley. I, I, I'm, not, I'm butchering that. Located in the Dominican Republic. The filler tobaccos are made from Seco, Jalapa, Viso, Esteli, and Lajero, Esteli, resulting in a blend that meets the highest of smoking demands. The cigars have a multifaceted flavor profile. Multifaceted. multifaceted. Wow. I should have read this before I read it on the show, because otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> have like, so different. <laughs> initially tripped that up. But, you know, that blends harmoniously with flavor profile nuances. They have strong flavor enriched with notes of dark chocolate, coffee, spices, and caramel. Mm-hmm. I know, right? You're going to enjoy that. I think so. I think this is going to be good. I don't know how it's going to blend with, with my refreshing lemonade drink. Refreshing light lemonade drink, but we're going to so see. So are you, you going to try the drink first before you smoke, or are you going to light up first? Oh, I mean, you know, I I think it's time for the official cut. Okay. Brought to us by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And I was just over there at Riverman yesterday mm-hmm. for a little while. And uh, guys, if you haven't tried the Aladino Classic from our studio sponsor, Jerry Tobacco. 
Uh, I'd like to point out, we are in the Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. I tend to sometimes... Under the patio at Nick's house. And very uh, nice. It is nice. A little breeze coming through. It's beautiful today. It's a nice day. Um, But they have in the new Aladino Classic. And if you haven't tried the Aladino Classic, you're going to want to. It's a little different than their other offerings. They normally are very heavy on the Corojo uh, tobacco in their offerings. Um, I think all of their cigars up to date have had uh, Corojo binder and filler. Um, Some with an actual wrapper, some with other wrappers, but whatever. But in this case, they went with a Habano wrapper, a Corojo binder, and Habano filler. So it's a little more Habano heavy, but that Corojo still manages to power through. Works its way in there. And it's just a fantastic cigar. Such a great smoke. And Dan the Man Ponder has them in all sizes um, and at great great price points. You're going to want to reach out to Dan. If you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by, try one. If you're not in the St. Louis area, give Dan a call. He does mail order. He can mail you one cigar. He can mail you a handful of cigars. He can mail you a box of cigars. He can mail you accessories. He does all kinds of fun stuff. He does. You've ordered I have, from Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So I reached out to them on uh, Instagram and basically said, here's a dollar amount. I said, dealer's choice, the whole thing. Send me whatever you want to send me. And? I gave zero specifications. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like Dan knows me without really knowing me. That's awesome. It was very good. Yeah. Well, and I've heard that from other people that they've done the same thing yep. where they'll call them up and they'll just be like, hey, Here's what I'm looking to spend. Did you try again? Okay. Siri evidently is talking to us. Um, You know, they'll call up and they'll be like, you know, hey, uh, this is the dollar amount I have to spend. Maybe they have a few specifications where they're like, hey, I definitely want this or this, this or this, Mm -hmm. but that's only going to take up maybe 20 bucks. Maybe take the rest of the hondo that I'm sending you and find me $80 worth of cigars. Here's the way I see it. The people who work at Cigar uh, lounges or, you know, they're, they know the stuff. You know what I mean? They I mean, know. they're supposed to. <laughs> I, I make a lot of assumptions. By and large. Right. By well, and Dan, large. For, Dan for sure does. Dan for sure. Yes. Dan for sure. Yes. So I felt very comfortable. I, I take the same approach when we go out to a restaurant, especially if yes. I've never been there before. You ask the waiter or waitress. I say, what should I get? Yeah. Because here's the thing. I'll try anything once and I will, it, there's almost no food I won't eat. And so I'll just say, give me the Whatever you would order, because the staff knows and the cook staff knows, so give me your best. There's a soundbite. She'll try anything once. <laughs> anyway. You have a lot of soundbites on me, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I do. Um, Even though they're not loaded, you still They have... are not. Well, just, Oh, God, know. please don't be loaded. No, I, <laughs> I may have said that before. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay. Shoo. I don't. Um, anyway, so yeah, guys, reach out to Dan and Ponder over there at Riverman. He's got all kinds of great stuff coming in. The Aladino Classic is just one of many, and uh, you're going to want to get your hands on the cigars. So that's Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time we go ahead and cut the cigar. So, okay, I'm going to give mine a little straight cut here. I'm going to use my cutter that my husband gave me for Mother's Day. Yes, now let's talk about that, because you pointed out earlier that I guess the last time you were on the show, was what like January? January. It's been a while. Has it been that? It's long? been a while. Yep. It's been a while. And in that episode, I asked you that the next time you talk to Javier to just make uh-huh. the recommendation that he consider getting me a V cut. Uh huh. Because I had the only thing I had prior to this was those cheapo. Yeah, you know, you buy sort of in a plastic. in a pinch. Yeah. 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 Just straight cut. 
you know, you got to play a lot of fours. It just, it worked for me when I needed it, but I smoke more often now. So I needed a real cutter. And in that episode, we I don't said, want you having to apply a lot of force. <laughs> exactly. it should, should happen easily. <laughs> so I had said, Nick, you know, please do me a favor. Mention this to my husband. Well, we were traveling recently last weekend. We had a nine hour car ride one way. And my husband said, hey, I don't think I listened to the last episode you were on. So we pulled up the episode. We fired it up. And it, it, long story short, he had for Mother's Day gotten me this. So it was interesting listening to an episode from months before that where I was like, please, Nick, make sure, you know, hubby knows this. And then he did. I'd like to take credit. But you can't. I'd like to. My husband but is I can't. a very, very good gift giver. I can't take credit. So I'd like to. Because that knew, would be pretty badass. It was important. Okay. But anyway. So, okay. We'll do the cold draw. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got to do this stuff. Okay. I'm not saying, you know, we got to do this goofy cold retro, but we'll do the cold draw here. Hmm. I'm getting heavy cigar. <laughs> Dark chocolate. <laughs> Oh, really? There's a dark chocolate component to it. See, okay. I let, still let, contend no. that the cold draw is like a self-fulfilling prophecy type. Oh, no. What it is, is you get a flavor from it. You do get a flavor from it. The problem is, in your mind, you're thinking, I have a cigar in my yeah. hand. And I'm what you need creative, to do... Is that what you're saying? Well, no. What you need <laughs> to do is you need to open your mind and think... What does this flavor? What do I want remind, to get? No, what does this oh, okay. remind me of? Okay, because you're not a, like I'm not actually. Yeah, taking, you've told me before. It's yeah, about I, what it reminds you yeah, of, what like, it feels like. My cigar is not dipped in dark chocolate. Yeah, like I don't have chocolate on the end of this cigar, but it's activating the same kind of like flavor receptors on the tongue and in the brain that makes me think, oh, this reminds me of dark chocolate. So it's a mental exercise. Total mental exercise. That's why I'm not good at it. So I told you that according to the research, that cigar consists of flavor notes including wood, leather, nuts, and spices. So think about nuts, like, you know, walnuts, pecans, whatever. I don't know what nut they're referring to. And um, spices, I mean, spices is probably going to be on the actual smoking experience. Okay. Um, or like wood and, and again, I don't expect that you've actually sat around and like, oh, I very, <laughs> I very nearly said something really Smoke wretched wood. there. I was going to say sat around and sucked on a piece of wood, but, um, or sucked on like leather. Like, you know, you get out of belt and you're just like, you know, kind of, I mean, maybe that's what you're into as well. I don't know. But, um, but the point, but like. Leather, you know the smell, you know yes. the aroma yes. of, of like fresh leather or of the aroma of wood. Sometimes it does come down to, you know, like the flavor. How do I put this? I'm, I'm totally butchering this. You, you know, your sense of smell plays a, a huge sure. yes. role in yes. your taste, like yep. ability. So maybe it's one of those things. And this is me. Because he's not here, kind of saying that Jeff may be slightly onto something with the cold retro, in that it try by doing it that it wants you to trigger. Well, by doing that, yes, exactly. Or induce, not it, trigger, it, but induce. It draws the sense of smell into the process a okay. little bit more. All right. So I don't I'll, wor know. I'll work on that. Okay. I all right. Now, do keep in mind you have a footband on that cigar. Yeah. So don't light that on fire. Thank you. And uh, you know, then we'll go from there. 
And yes, then we'll we'll light the cigars, and then we'll try these lemonade things. All right. Now, I've had the lemonade thing before. I've been practicing. That has a closed foot. Okay. I don't know what that means. Closed foot means... I mean, I see that it's wrapped. So but... hold that to the camera so people can see. So it's got a closed foot. So what that means is that the wrapper comes around and like is kind of sealed yeah. up over the end. But so what when, difference does it make in... When you're lighting it, those little shards of wrapper may like fly off oh, okay. and like all that. And I don't want you to burn a hole in your dress. Thank you. So I'm telling you like maybe... Thank you. You know, keep the... Uh, <laughs> keep Ooh, the, that is really opening up. Keep the lighter. Oh, God, I am... See what I mean? I need to turn this down. This is embarrassing. Yeah, you've got like a blowtorch going. <laughs> of course, mine sounds like one, but it is also daytime, and I tend to turn my lighter up during the daytime because it's difficult to see the flame, and so I just like kind of generally know where my flame's at. Ooh, that's good. You really are a pro lighting those. You know, I may have to do a lighting video at some point just to like, oh, you know, shit, give a little like, tip. Oh, gosh, I didn't mean to say Did you? Oh, what happened? <laughs> like ash did you, What The thing on you just. On you or like. The dress. It Literally did, the thing you just warned me against. I, I did. I feel like Jeff right It now. didn't burn a hole, did it? <laughs> no, no. Okay, no. okay. I caught it in time. All right. I yeah, didn't, <clears throat> didn't you, mean to say a bad word though. No, I don't give a crap. <laughs> Um, no, I'd, um, I've put too many holes in shirts to, uh, not know how to, how that goes. So, in fact, I have one shirt that I pull a hole in when I was with you at the hill. We were sitting out front and then like, yeah, little, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it. This little shard of wrapper came off, hit me in the chest, like right here. And burned through both the top shirt and the undershirt. And I started feeling like my chest, like something like kind of st- like a, almost like a bug biting me. Oh. And I was like kind of hitting at it. And then I looked down and like I was on oh, fire. Like that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. You I was know? such a good friend because yeah. I did not warn you. Of- <laughs> I was talking to you and two other people and nobody said a word about it. Like I looked down and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on fire. And like nobody said a word. What you were saying before, that must have been so interesting. I wasn't paying attention somehow to I, your chest on Somehow fire. I doubt that, but, you know, <laughs> I'm okay. We will go with that. Anyway, so, all right. Now, let's try our drink. Yes. So, cheers. Cheers. Went with the Coca-Cola glasses because, quite frankly, when I day drink, I do it right, and I don't want a little glass, so. That's true. I suggested the... Yeah, the you were just the actual little, like whiskey glasses, highball glasses, and everything. And I'm just like, screw that. Let's I don't go bigger. How we drink this with a microphone in the way. I need a straw. I think I have a straw somewhere around. Of course, if you that's good, right? That's good. I mean, you don't really taste much booze. No, but there's two and shots. there's several shots. There's in here. two shots of whiskey in there. That's unbelievable. There's two shots of whiskey in there, a little bit of that blackberry mint, blackberry mint syrup, like and, not even enough to color it, and, like it's and not... lemonade. It's a, a slight change to the hue, just a very very slight change. But yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Good job. We need a name for it. That's the kind of thing that'll get you in trouble. Well, like those white Russians get me in trouble. Oh, oh yeah. Man. 
What's the brand on that again? You told Cut, me. Cutwater. Cutwater. They're these They're canned, dangerous. It's a 12-ounce can. Canned white Russians. And guys, I love white Russians, like a lot. And they're trouble because I can drink them down like yes. chocolate milk. It'll and get, and it'll thing you know, sneak up on you. You're just drunker than a skunk. But these canned white Russians are like, what, like 17%? Yeah, it's like uh, 14 maybe. 14. Oh, you think sure? it's higher? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe know. that's my problem. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. But like, holy cow, there's a lot of booze yes. in this like can and it's so good. It and, is very good. Yeah, it, they're trouble. Sneaks right up on you. They're trouble. That's the problem. You I just mean, keep going. I would say that we'd get one of those out, but you do have to drive home. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not the best idea. Anyway, so what you been up to since the last time you've been on? Well, my son plays a travel sport, mm -hmm. so you know, mm -hmm. as evidenced by the fact that I haven't been on recently. No, you it's haven't. because of that. But that season is coming to an end uh, after the holiday weekend, so okay, it'll be, uh, we'll get our life back. Well, that's good. So, but you know, I have been smoking a lot more. You have? I have, yeah. We've yeah. gone out a couple times. Yep. Been sitting outside, knowing that we were going to be home more this summer because the travel season ended sooner. We got our backyard like cleaned up, and you know the landscaping taken place, or you know cleaned up, and then we brought out all our cushions. We weren't able to do that last year, um, yeah. just because we knew we weren't going to be home much. So we did that a couple weekends ago, and I knew the second the backyard looked good that we would be out there more, and that has proven to be true. Fantastic. Now you're gonna. Now we're gonna have to at some point talk about the last three cigars. <laughs> I'll have to hit up my Instagram to see, right? I mean, will we do that today? We do that on Tuesday shows. Oh, okay. We can do that today, that. just I'm because, okay. just as like a special thing, since you know you're here on a Friday. Um, by the way, so yeah, I do want to acknowledge the fact that this episode is coming out slightly late. Um, that's just due to scheduling. In that, uh, quite frankly, Wednesday got completely away from me. And Thursday turned into a extraordinarily busy Very day. Very busy day for you. And so it just like, it couldn't happen. It just couldn't happen. Unless you and I were recording this at like 7.45 fri uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> and I would have been the only one smoking at that point. Correct. Because you had other things had to other do things that day. Do. So let's talk so, about, so. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. I, I did come over yesterday morning at 7. Mm-hmm. So Nick helps me in my professional life. Which I won't lie. 7 a.m. That was terribly early it for you. It was so early for me. Because I got up at like, well, my alarm went off at 6.50. I rolled out of bed at like 6.50. Well, 6.30. My, I rolled out of bed at 6.50. But I like got to bed at like 2 a.m. Yeah. I so, felt terrible. Oh, don't feel terrible. Well, because your Thursday I mean, went sideways pretty quickly, like the last time we had texted. Yeah. So Nick helps me with something I do in my professional life. Um, and he helps me very, very often. And he does it out of the kindness of his own heart. Um, mm. it, you do. I mean, mm. I, I don't pay you. <laughs> well, no. You help me out in a way, though. <laughs> with my business, you help me. I know, because we're trying to dance around this to keep your anonymity. Yes, yes. But the point, you do something for my business, my newspaper business, yes. that, you know, does benefit me. Okay. So, I appreciate that. You know, there's... there's but it great. is a lopsided relation. Like, you, what you help and do for me is, like, I literally couldn't do what I do without you. Um, and I try to support you 
It's nothing sexual, guys. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, okay? <laughs> okay, so she's when, super happy with Javier. Hundred percent. You know, like yeah. I mean, and I like Javier. I mean, I'm not going to be that guy. So you know, like <laughs> so when no, Nick no, no. helps me, so. <laughs> you're working though. Like you have things you have to do. It's generally on a timeline, right? I mean, it's. I mean, you're putting in work. Yeah. Yes. So when you need my help, you're like, hey, I need somebody on the show. Can you come out and smoke a cigar with mm-hmm. me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, it does feel very lopsided <laughs> in that respect. I mean, I guess that's true because it's definitely know, it, true. It's very regimented and, you know, professional when I'm helping you. And then, you know, when I ask you for help, it's like, hey, I'm going to make us some boozy drinks and you're going to sit outside, <laughs> have a cigar and relax. I just need you to talk. I just need you to. I just need to have a conversation with you. So, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess I don't ask pretty for lopsided. Much. No, you really don't. You're but a very see, good friend. That's what I can see. That's the thing. And that's what I keep trying to tell Gator. He bitches about doing two of these a week. And it's like, dude, all I'm asking for you to do is sit and have a cigar and have a conversation. Well, with that's me. true. How, 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 how good? He of needs a, to change his mindset. How good of a friend is yes. he that he won't just sit and have a conversation with me? You could almost say that about me being on the show. Why Why am I not on more frequently if this is all it is? You know, if this is all that you're asking you're of me. You're super busy. Like, you have a child that's, like, at an age where they are, like, extraordinarily busy mm-hmm. with, that's like, true. life stuff going on. And to your credit and Javier's credit, you both have, you know, decided that it's important to take part in your child's life at this moment because... You only get the one shot at it. So, I mean, so I, you know, I give you credit for that. I appreciate that. So, you know, I don't ask excessively. No. But. uh, Well, so that's how today came about is we. Yes. Worked together yesterday morning very, very early. I knew that was a sacrifice for you. So after we were done with my piece of it. You were talking about how you didn't have a show yet for Friday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to help you. What can I do? Can I be on the show? Can we do this? And you were like. Yeah. And we sure. didn't. And here we are. And here we are. And uh yeah. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, there's stuff to talk about. Here's the problem. There are things that we could talk about. But I want to keep it light and happy today. Okay. And so I don't want to get into like oh look at you with the straw. I have to. I get this it. microphone is really And so I don't want to get into like the news of the day. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. Not not just one specific thing. There's a lot of things going on. But um, it's yeah. Friday. It's a beautiful day. I just want to keep it Let's chill. Let's keep it yeah. light. And so I guess the question becomes, what should we talk about? We can talk about... <laughs> I did listen to the serial episode. Oh. And I said I wasn't going to. Yeah, Remember I told you because I you can't... Had- problems with people I am eating. irrationally yeah. triggered I'm a I'm not a high anxiety person would you say that like I'm type a I'm organized but I'm not an anxious person like I'm not flying in here oh, um when you're not organized that's true when you find yes. yourself in a position I can't wing that it. you are unprepared or you feel you're unprepared you don't have the ability to wing it that's true and Where, whereas, like, all I do is wing it. <laughs> That's true. Like I, I, like, I am a very unprepared individual. And I admire that. I, I would strive to be more like that. But oh, when see, I've tried, I can't. No, I can't see, do it. There's a happy medium. Like, there's a happy medium between you and I that 
somebody somewhere can achieve and they probably have and that's why there are you know millionaires and billionaires in the world because they've achieved it because like i'm a very like wing it fake it till you make it kind of guy you know to an extent and you were very organized and so it's like i look at that and i'm thinking you know a little bit of organization would go a long way for me but at the same time you know uh, it's just not my style so back to the episode yes See, so we just went down that rabbit hole. I am irrationally triggered by people eating and the noises they make to the point where. Um, hey, I warned everybody if you don't like eating noises, that no, was not you did. the episode for you. And then you also told me consider not listening to the episode, like pull it up on YouTube instead. Yes. Like maybe watching it would decrease Be some of that. Be yeah. easier yeah. I did not heed that advice. I started the podcast when I was on the elliptical last night and within 60 seconds, if you get starting the competition, I was like, I can't do this. I have to. So yeah. I pulled it up on on YouTube. Um, but my food, um, the the chewing, I don't even notice it. And here's what I mean. So my husband and I will be... <laughs> Like watching TV together, he'll grab a handful of cashews and start eating them. And the chewing, I don't notice that. Here's what I notice. My smacking? No, my heart is racing. I will be sitting there and all of a sudden I'll start feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. And I I feel my pulse and my pulse is racing. And then it hits me. He's chewing food. (laughs) That's how bad it is. It's not even a conscious. I don't hear it first. I have a physical negative response to the noise before I realize what's triggering it. I mean, people have to eat. I understand that. I think think it's genetic. I think to a point, like... (sighs) What? The hatred of hearing people eat? No, I think the... Well, yes, but the response... If I didn't want to be triggered by it, I don't think I could stop it. Oh. I don't think I could, like, logically therapize my way out of... Not being so annoyed by chewing. What do you see? Do you happen to see what oh God. I believe looks like a snake? Oh God! Coming out oh God. of the bush. Like, oh God! You see it? Ah! I was like on the right camera. There. Fucking. So- <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh man! You no! See it? No! No! Where? Well, uh, it's it's over in the grass. I mean, it's not like near you, and it's not even aiming like towards you. But like, you <gasps> yes. see it there? Yes. Yes, yes. I just saw this like thing that looked like a twig kind of just start coming out. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's a little snake friend. I think you're right. Okay, something to keep an eye on as we continue (laughs) along on the cigar pulpit here. You know, maybe genetic. I think it's just personal preference. I mean, everybody's got their... No, it's like a lizard. Is it a lizard? It's a lizard. Okay. Yeah, it's some sort of like thing. It's not a... It's not a snake. It's a lizard. Okay. Well, I mean, which is still weird. It, it kind of there's a lot of life in this bush, which is why <laughs> it's such a tragedy that my landlord is like wanting to take it down. And that's a soundbite right there, Nick. I, I, I don't know if you're intentionally glossing over that. Or... I kind of am because, like I said, I, I said what I said, and I I realized. But um, I saw the guy that like hacked it up uh, about a month ago yesterday. And I asked him, like, hey, man, you know, what's uh, what's going on with the bush? And uh, he um, basically said it's just been too hot. And I'm thinking, well, it's hot right now, but it hasn't been hot every day. But whatever. Oh, yeah, there he goes. He's moving. Little lizard friend. Thank gosh. Anyway. 
Not, I don't a, fan know of, if that, not, a, not a fan of snakes. If I that take makes it. no, no, okay. no. I don't know if that makes me relieved that it's not a snake because I feel like the lizard could probably go faster. Well, the lizard has more likelihood of like deciding to come this way, but like at the same time, I don't. know. He's a little guy. He's not going to come this way. And let's be real. What what harm's he going to do? But um, no. So the current status of my bush is that it's still hacked up, and uh, I don't know when the guy is going to come back out to you know take care of it. I'm going to guess the fifth of never. Probably. <laughs> I just, think it he looks, done. It looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, it's disappointing, but. Um, back to the episode. So, you know, you were triggered by the food and everything. So, so it was hard for, I watched most of it. Mm -hmm. I got through where you went four for four. That's impressive. It was. I mean, even you surprised yourself. Yes and no. You admitted that even when you said you could go four for four, that you probably wrote a check you couldn't cash. The Raisin Bran was the one that I always was kind of, like, sketchy about. Because I don't eat Raisin Bran on the regular. So, like, I didn't know But the fact that you had the discerning taste between how many raisins were in the one versus the other. Well, that that was easy. I'm telling you. If you were to sit down right now, if I were to go in the kitchen right now and get a bowl of Raisin Bran and a bowl of fake Raisin Bran, you would be able to tell. Because there were just way more raisins in the Raisin Bran. Than the fake raisin bran. What I found interesting was, I think twice you ate the fake stuff first. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I guess. And you knew immediately. Like the second you tried it, you took like one or two chews and then you go, it's fake. It's mm-hmm. fake. It's fake. Mm-hmm. That's the fake one. But then when you tried, um, like on the Lucky Charms, when you tried I the OG first. I had to try first, the fake one. You tried the first one and you were like, mm, I don't know. Probably because it was better. It yeah. was good. And then once you tried the fake one, you were like, oh, okay, nope, it's the... Yeah, it's one of the... Well, I think it was one of those things where, like, I had it I had it in my mind as, like, this is probably the, the OG real, yeah. one, the real one, but, like... Until you tasted the off-brand. I need to try the mm-hmm. off-brand one to make sure. And once I did, then it was like, yeah. But no, the, uh, the fake ones, they just... They stand out. There's just a different flavor yeah. to them. And, yep, I mean... Put Gator in his place. So I liked. I like putting. Gator I did in his not place. like the food chewing. <laughs> but what I did like was Gator's fun facts. Oh god, those were. I like stuff like that. It was entertaining. I'll give him that. He should have like I don't know maybe had those things prepped and ready so that he could just read them without. Having to like search. And, well, that's on you for then, having that expectation. That I, he... <laughs> hey, no, you know what? I'll say this. I'm happy that he brought something to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled he brought something to the table. And I'll say this. He's already sent me an article uh, for the next time he's on. Wow. That he wants to review. See, this so, is like, playing I'm, in his favor to so not I'm, do more than one a week. I'm, I'm happy. Well, I don't know about that. But I'm happy because there's plenty of articles out there. He could be doing the stuff twice a week but whatever that's neither here nor there but the thing i am happy about is he's finally bringing something to the table other than just showing up you know yeah it's like you know he's bringing he's bringing some some content yeah and that's good i'm I'm proud of him for that it's like it only took him nearly three years but i like it i'm proud of that you know so anyway so what are we getting on the cigars you've got the camacho um pre-embargo you're a little bit into that. Mm-hmm. What do you? What do you? 
It's what do good. You think of that? It's good. Yeah. It's different. I've said this a couple times in the last few smokes that I've had. I never thought I'd be at a point where I wasn't um, smoking the flavored sugar tip type mm-hmm. stuff. Because I think once you start on that, it was in my mind. I thought, oh, I can never go to the like the more bold, less flavored. But actually, I'm really starting to prefer the regular, the regular to the sweeter stuff. Oh. Yeah, 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 I'll still smoke the sweeter stuff. Yeah, like I went through the whole um, Drew Estates, the Deadwood. Uh, yep, they used to be called the Three Emmy Bitches. I think there's four of them now, so I don't know if they call them anything or not. But okay. I did one a day for four days on those. Okay, and thought, man, these are also really good. But but you're this is good. I do get the the nutty wood. On the stuff. <laughs> oh God, where is it? Where is it? That's what she said. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, good. That's good. It's weird. I I can almost always taste spice. Or, or yeah, spice you know, is that, always that a very. Through. It's always a very easy flavor note to find. That, yes, because your tongue is kind of tingly, like you're yes. eating spicy food. Yes, yeah. but in this one, I would say the absence of that strong spice is now where I'm tasting the nut- nutty. That's good. Well, good. I like it. I'm digging the uh, La Libertad from uh, Villiger. It's uh, got a great draw on it. I mean, and it's kicking off a lot of smoke. It's kind of hard to see here, maybe in the in the camera because of you know breeze and whatnot. But uh, it is it. It's a little smokestack, and um, I mean, you're really going through that. That's well, I had a robusto. Yeah. So like, I had a shorter cigar than you did, but that's okay. It's okay. Size doesn't matter. It's not the size of the pencil. It's how you write your name. Um, but anyway. Is that what you all tell yourself? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean. I'm, I'm just going to I've got one drink. of those big old Sharpies, the big fat ones, you know. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Um, anyway. But no, it's a great cigar. It's maybe a little heavy for um, my... Uh, first cigar of the day and also the uh, a cigar I'm pairing with this uh Now what makes it drink. heavy? What makes it heavy for this time of day? Mm. It's just the body the boldness. and the strength of the okay. cigar is a little heavy for I like to I like to ramp up my day. Okay. Like I'll start with maybe not a lighter cigar, not necessarily a Connecticut, but a lighter cigar and then work up to the more heavy like bold stuff before I go to bed. Some people I know who was it? Who was it? Somebody that's been on the show before and I can't remember who it is and I'm, and I'm struggling and I apologize. And if you are listening and you hear this, then remind me, somebody has said on the show before that they like to do the opposite where they actually start with the more bold cigars in the beginning of the day and then ramp down because the lighter cigars at night, you know, that way they're not like throwing a big old nicotine bomb on yeah. their system right yeah. before they're going to bed. And I can get that. The problem that I have with that is that finding like some of the flavor and all that and everything, it just kind of gets washed out. Once you've had the bold. Yeah. The, by the, by the end stuff, of the day, yeah, you're like not going to taste the lighter Connecticut mm-hmm, stuff. I just mm-hmm. don't taste I, as I much. I can see that. But yeah. So, um, anyway. What else do we want to discuss? I I feel like we uh we had some notes here. Um 
Well, we've apparently covered both of those things <laughs> that you sent me in the text message there. So, all right, never mind. Um, you were apparently entertained when I uh, asked about Harvard oh, and yeah, the calculus. So... <laughs> the comment. <laughs> My comment about, you know. You're just so quick-witted. I also admire that. You know, the like. Uh, so, the, the fun fact was. Um, that Harvard was founded before calculus. Calculus. Was created. Right. And yeah. so, you, without missing a beat, said something about, so what did they what what math class did they sucker the students into then? <laughs> yeah, what what math classes did they scam the students into taking then if they didn't have calculus? Because I mean, it's just tell us how you really feel then. Hey, I mean, look, I went look. I when I was in college, I was good at math. In high school, I was good at math. There's some sort of insect buzzing around here. I don't know if you can hear it on the microphone, but I actually heard like this buzzing on the microphone. I was good at math in high school. I just didn't like it. And, you know, I was good at science in high school. Just didn't really care for it. And so I didn't get into either of those fields. And because of that, I had to take one math course in college. I think one So math I, course I hate hearing that, that you were good at it, yeah. but you didn't enjoy it. And yep. what that tells me which is not a surprise to anybody paying attention in American education is it wasn't, I'm going to guess the teacher didn't have the ability to make it too practical, you know, to take these concepts that you're learning about. And I mean, at least back when I was in high school, everything felt so static. Oh, and it's even worse now. Teaching for the test has killed it's, I know. the American education system. You know, the fact that you have kids getting out of high school that don't know how to do their income taxes. Yes. But can, you know, do advanced geometry. Yeah, let's say. exactly. There's a meme I mean, that goes around it's, every it's year gross. on uh, around tax season. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like, oh, thank God I learned about parallelograms. It comes in handy during parallelogram season. Right. And that's very telling. No. It's true. I mean. Although I would say now I've met several teachers, at least at our local high school, that teach like personal finance and life skills. Like one of the teachers, the first two hours are like meditation and like mind training. Yeah. They never, did they offer that when you were in high Didn't school? They offer that no. when I was in high school. But no. I feel like also the classes that the, my friend who I'm specifically thinking of, he doesn't teach traditional students. He teaches like second chance or they credit recovery, I think is sort of what his goal is. Which is oh, good. So, okay. I'm, I'm so glad I'm, that they have access to that. So I'm going to make that. a blanket statement, and it's maybe going to sound more harsh than I intend it. But so what I'm hearing then is the problem students get a more round, well-rounded education than your traditional just nose to the grindstone. You I'll know, challenge that thought by saying student. one could argue that the second chance students probably need or would benefit from those skills more so than I would agree to that student. but what I would say is that maybe all the students could benefit oh, from for something sure. like that but given the you lack know? of access to those type of resources at this point let's give it to the students who and but uh, all right maybe need a better foundation now but now we're drilling down to the the core of the problem the lack of access to those to those I, teachers and all that right again we're teaching to tests we're having legislators come up with all of the different mandates that these schools need to be yep. doing, not giving them the proper funding for it, you know, basing funding. I mean, here in Illinois, school funding is based off property taxes, yes. which, you know. Instantaneously disadvantages communities that either can't grow because yep. they're landlocked yep. 
or have seen an exodus of residents and businesses for a variety of reasons. I, well, no, that's exactly it. Let's be real. A terrible it's, model. It's not me being, you know, any sort of discriminatory at all. The simple fact of the matter is that a school in a affluent suburb of Chicago, Barrington or whatever, you know, is going to be a much nicer school than, let's say, East St. Louis. Right. It's just, it is what it is. Based upon the funding model in Illinois, that's that's the reality of the situation. Well, the challenge, And so the challenge, those students in Barrington are going to get a better education than anything that East St. Louis can provide. Right. And the problem is because. the tax dollars, regardless of how you receive them, are generally dictated how you can spend them. And so districts don't have hardly any flexibility to adjust to what their specific district needs are. And then what they're getting from the state is all based on testing and things of that nature. Yes, and it's a, it's so a like you're terrible cycle. Teaching the test. And yeah. I just, I God, yeah. it just, it bothers me greatly because, you know, you have kids that it, they're just put in the machine and yep. they're just pushed through. Yep. And it's gross. You know, it's like you have kids that need individualized care and individualized attention, and they just don't get it. But then on top of that, you know, you think about everything that the school districts have to go through. I mean, if COVID didn't reveal anything, it's just how much we rely on school districts for everything other than education. And I don't think people want that to be the case, but that's where we are. Yeah. Well, and part of that is the fact that we are living in a country where you no longer, by and large, by and large, I'm not saying this is a like utter fact, but I would say that for the vast majority of American households, we're living in a country where a single income doesn't cut it to pay for the life of the family. You see what I mean? That's probably true. That like, yeah. you know, you need at least a dual income, even if it's like an income and a half. God, don't tell my husband that he's going to make me go back. To, <laughs> but you to bring it. But, but but no, you you make, I, I money. make money. You you make money. You have a side job. You know, it's not maybe like a forty hour a week salaried position. My and problem everything, is, I love like, my job. I love my job. Yeah, and it's not a money maker. It's not doing what everybody else in the world thinks I should be doing. Um, but that at this point in life is not what's important to me. Tell me about it. <laughs> right. I mean, I like what I do. Yeah. But realistically, like, you know, no, I'm not like rolling in it, getting rich. Yeah. I mean, I am taking applications for sugar mamas. You can apply at <laughs> Nick at cigar Um, I do require bank records, um, you know, to, to, advance the conversation along are there any um, dating apps that are mostly based on personal finances and actually there are but are there you, really but you have to verify your own you can't like come in as Correct. a poor guy looking for a rich woman or vice versa like you got to basically be bringing your own bank records to the table and all that kind of stuff so it's pairing two it's, well-off people that's exactly it. it's pairing rich people yeah dislike zero stars would yeah. not subscribe no, it's it's not well, it, it, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't get anywhere on that. But anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Well, there um, how about you design an app for people who want to be sugar daddies and sugar mamas? Um, there you I go. think it's a lot easier to find, for a woman to find a sugar daddy than it is for a man to find a sugar mama. 
That's probably true. I think it's a lot easier. Because let's be real. Maybe it's because women I, make 70 cents I, on the dollar so there I, aren't as many sugar mamas. Well, I mean, 70 cents. Do you want to go there? Cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. That was a joke. Anyway, wow. it was a joke. But like, you know, let's be real. Who's who's bringing this home and being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, unless they have like a Kool-Aid man fetish, <laughs> I am not going to be anybody's ideal sugar baby. Okay. I'll crash through somebody's wall. I didn't wall. say women looking for like a trophy husband. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with sugar baby. I, I, don't, I don't know. You're talking to someone. I've been with the same guy 27 years. I'm just years, saying. So. No, I'm just saying. Like, you know, I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with being sugar baby. I don't know. I bet there's a certain percent of the affluent female population. You are a very good conversationalist. They're looking for dad bod. <laughs> Maybe. I <laughs> You need to hashtag this YouTube video with all of the like sugar, sugar baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> this YouTube's gonna end up in a whole different category if that goes that way. Um, sorry, Sandy. Um, anyway, yeah. I don't know if we could talk about that. Mm. We're not acknowledging that. I just said it. Oh, okay. We're moving on. All right. But um. Anyway. Right. Oh my gosh. Getting hot in here, what? A little warm, yeah. A little warm, <laughs> a little warm. Hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's mix this up just a little bit here, cause uh, why not? Oh, I'm like off the thing here. Let's, uh, yeah, let's 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 get away from that. Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for a uh, special three cigars that we spoke to enjoyed this week. Oh wow, we're doing this. Um, yeah, we're doing this. I mean, I gotta get <laughs> off of that subject somehow. Um, you know, whatever. But uh. Yeah. It's one of those things. I just uh, decided I got to get off Well, that. Trey Mack will be happy because two of my last three cigars are Aladinos. Ooh, look at that. And then I... Are we just jumping right in? <laughs> well, I mean, we can. You can okay. just go for it. So, know? I had a Bella Artez from AJ Fernandez. Oh, right? okay, okay. I had, I think, Trey Mack even uh, recommended that to me. I meant to have you reach out to him. Remember when I was at Riverman... Yeah, that, night, that I met Teddy. Sorry, have we talked that was about a big that? Old bumblebee. I don't know if you have because you haven't been on the show I since that went true. down. That's true. That, that was is... the hundred thousand download party back in April. The hundred download, the hundred thousand download, the hundred thousand episode. <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah, the it one was. that nobody quite knew exactly what it was. <laughs> we also listened to that in the car a while back. We got a good chuckle. Yeah. Um. So I went to the Riverman event that Dan yep. was so gracious to host. Um, and I, I, there were, um, the gentleman outside who made that amazing cigar, uh, ashtray, Toby. Toby. Yep. So I met him. He was leaving right as I was getting there, but I got to meet him. I walked in, saw Miss Cindy, um, walked to the back and I turned the corner at Riverman to the lounge area and I stopped dead in my tracks because, because there is this giant black man just waiting for, no. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, mean, that, Teddy. That is an accurate description. I know. Um, I didn't know he, you didn't know he was going to be there. I, didn't I know did not know. Teddy totally surprised us yes. both because he told me earlier that morning that he was not going to be able to he make it. He had quite the ruse. And, he um, had laid it all out nicely. He did. he did. He played that well. And, um, Teddy, Teddy fooled us all. So I go around the corner and literally stopped and I just, my, the smile on his face lit up my face. I was like, Teddy, I just adore this man. Yep. Never met him before. 
We talked just occasionally on Instagram. Um, that was the highlight of that weekend um, for me. So during that visit to Riverman, um, I had Trey Mac walk me into the humidor and again, like, just tell me what I need to try. Yeah. And so, of course, I got a couple of the Aladinos, one of the reserve, not the reserve, the um, Cameroon. Yeah, well, I got one of those, which I had smoked before. Vintage selection. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Good cigar. And then the Cameroon. So those are two of the last three. And then he also recommended, I think, but also shout out to Six, though, because he had recommended previously the Bella Artes. Um, and so I smoked that. That was my second to last one. Okay. That I've had. I was very, I, the Cameroon I had smoked before. Yeah. I don't think I had done the other Aladino and the Bella Artes was new to me. The vintage selection is very similar to the classic. Okay. And, the, and that's the, the new one. The the new one. They both have a Habana wrapper. The difference being that the vintage has the um, Corojo filler, whereas the classic has a Habano filler. Okay. So you got a little bit more Habano on the classic, a little more Corojo. So on you the, think I'll like the, the classic then? I think so. I mean, because you don't I, know I it, it yet, but I want to bum one from you. I mean, I'm happy to pay oh, for it. But <laughs> that was and we're on the air, so I don't think you can deny mm. me that. <laughs> oh, no, I'll get you a classic. So, like I said, um, I'm happy to pay for it, but I'm not. I want to try that. Your money. I want to try. Um, so my first one is one that uh, I smoked yesterday while leaving to head off into the world to do all kinds of like. You were work. busy. Yesterday so was busy. a busy day. Uh, I started off with the Fiat Lux from Ace Prime Cigars and Luciano. I love the Fiat Lux. Dan carries them at Riverman. Guys, if you're placing an order with Dan at Riverman, make sure to include a Fiat Lux I in, think I have one, box. but I haven't smoked it yet. Oh, my God. It's so great. Really? It's so great. See, I, mean, I need to make a note of this. It's in, it, like, he's got them. If you're, like I said, if you're calling Riverman and you're placing an order, just make sure to make a little note. Add the Fiat Lux to your order if you've never had it. If you've had it, you know what I'm talking about. Great cigar. Love it so much. Does it have an orange-ish? It's got a little like um, orange like ribbon on the foot, and it's got like a black and white yes. band. Okay. Yep. I've got one. Um, That's good to know. Great cigar. Um, second cigar that I've had recently is I had the uh, All Saints um, Dedication. Um, I've been buying that in the, the, he calls it the huge size. I think it's like the six by 60 or whatever. More. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, a girth, it's a girthy cigar. Um, I but, don't um, think I would like those. Aren't it's, they? It, it's a six by 60. You got to work it. It's the biggest. I, <laughs> I mean, a lot of. You're giving me quotes. Here. I know, I know. But um, to, yeah. practically, it just seems like it's, a, nah. it would be a lot of work. Nah. The six, really? No. It smokes like a champ. Okay. You get it lit up. It's a little smoke stack. It's kicking off smoke. The draw on it's fantastic. The flavor on it's amazing. I mean, you know, the ash holds really well. I really like that cigar. The and and Mickey, I, I don't know why he like calls it huge. I mean, it, it is huge, but it's it's a sixty. I mean, thank God it's no bigger than that because I I don't do larger than sixty ring gauge. Um, that then it is obnoxious. I okay. Just, can't but um but that one was really good and then the last one that i've had recently that uh i enjoyed let me see if i can what did you smoke when you were picking up papers this week did i smoke when i was picking up papers this week oh yagua oh okay. yagua All from right. uh, jc newman and uh, you know i smoked that i've got some more of those rolling around in the humidor and uh 
No, that that smoked really well. And then I guess the other one I smoked while I was getting papers this week, um, if we want to, you know, get a fourth one in there, was uh, the Perdomo Habano Sun Grown. But that's one of my go-tos. Your go-tos. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it never fails me. Yep. That's never why it's your go-to. Me. Exactly. Yep. So... No, nope. I tell you what, that um, Aladino, uh, the Cameroon Lancero, that's going to become a go-to for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. See, that's my issue. I've got one of those inside too. That's my issue. We were rooting through the cigars. We were before earlier. we came yeah. out. Yeah. You need to post your collection. You have got. Oh my God. It's amazing. I've got way too many, and it, and it was fun. So you un- were finding stuff that you didn't. They're so unorganized. I just, you know, that's the problem. Is that like I have like a tub that has like nothing but boxes, but then I have like. Four of these tubs that are all and my god, now that I think about it, there's still two more humidors in there too. Um that we didn't go through. See, and I will say I probably do need to like do a little TLC with all that here soon. Cause change out the bow to pack. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Which that's kind of expensive. It is. You know, when it's you do a it. Chore. Do it like, you know, all at once, all at once mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's like, okay, well, here's. But you got to you know, take care of them because the definitely. opportunity cost of not doing that. You're. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're ruining, way more. ruining cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you really do have such a cool selection. That's a lot. And, I, and going through that, I've realized I, I know I'm on the show like twice a year, but I need to become a media partner with <laughs> some of these companies. Drew States, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll tell you, they. Drew Estate treats their media partners very well. I will give them credit for that. I mean, you know, we would appreciate an actual sponsorship on the show, Drew Estate. Reach out. Nick at CigarPulpit.com. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, We can make that happen. But, uh, you know, but no, I mean, in terms of, you know, swag, product, whatever they mm-hmm. decide to sell, they've been very good to us. I can't, I can't, you know, say they haven't, which is kind of odd considering how much Jeff likes to make fun of uh, Jonathan Drew's glasses, but maybe it's one of those like you know. No <laughs> Don't men- ask no for men- them to sponsor no and then a- turn around and insult them. Well, That's I, not- <laughs> I think his glass. I mean, like glasses are not my necessarily cup of tea, but hey, you know it works for him. It, it's definitely within his style. I will say that new um, uh, lighter that they've got out that looks like a spray yes, can. Yes, I saw that online. That's cool. Oh my gosh, that's it's cool. super cool. I've got one inside. I'll show it to you okay. before you go. I saw something and I didn't know if that's what, if that's cool. what it is. Yeah. Lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually sent my two. Oh. I have different designs. Wow. You know, because I'm fancy like that. Rub it in. I know. But uh, <laughs> no, they, they're they're really nice. And um, who else has been? Re- well, Villiger. Villiger sent yes. me a nice gift set with this Very La Libertad. Nice. And, um, you know, with some Jack Daniels and mm-hmm. very, I mean, like, you know, these nice companies, cutter. they can be very generous to, you know. And I wouldn't even, people. I mean, the swag is nice, but I'm a minimalist just in yeah, my life. So need, I'm not, I don't need that. I don't but need just, all the branded yeah. garbage, you know. I mean, a lot of these companies make what Mr. Jonathan has termed cigarbage. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. But it's not necessary. Yeah. You know. Well, and I feel like me coming into it, so like with between Aladino and then Drew Estates, like those are things I already love and Mm -hmm. talk to people about. So. Yeah. If you need somebody who won't show her face on camera and. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll promote your cigars. (laughs) I don't wear bikinis. Give her a call. You know. Oh my god! Nobody will know who I am. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody will ever see me. I can't come to your events. 
but I'll totally talk you up. Yeah. I'm the the perfect media oh partner. Oh <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I just saw recently there was one of these Instagram people, and I won't name because I'm not going to give them the credit. But um, they uh, they were doing a live on Instagram, and Nick Gervais messaged me. He's like, "Dude, you got to watch this." And I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, how does this person get anybody, not just in the cigar industry, but any industry, to take them remotely seriously? Oh, really? And Because of why? I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to like... Was it cheesy or was it... It was like... Inappropriate? Like what... It was turned just, you off. It was stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. They were just like hanging out in a room. I don't want to like, like I said, I'm trying to not give mm-hmm. specifics because I don't want to like signal like who it who was. Is? But like, but like, if I didn't know better by listening to them, a they came across very like e kind of ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm just gonna call it stupid. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side. Like, I'm pretty sure they may have been, like, on something. Oh. And I'm just, like, thinking to myself, I'm like... Who wants that representation? This is a poor brand? representation yeah. of you and your brand. It's a poor representation of all the brands that you, like, attach yourself to. It's like, what do you... What do you why was this, right. like, even a thought? What was attractive about this yeah, to that company? What made mm-hmm. you think this was a good idea to do this? Yeah. You know, and all that. And... I see this person around on Instagram quite a bit and it just bugs the hell out of me. Mm. But there they are, you know, so I don't know. They're doing something they, right. If they they're, are. I, need I mean, to, it may not be your brand, but I need to get more creative with my photography and see if I can figure out how to get my moves and some pictures. And, <laughs> your you moves. know, maybe that'll, that'll, oh, my man boobs, you know, maybe that'll help with, uh, you know, getting more. So we were talking about this earlier off the air when we were, rooting through your impressive inventory. And that is, you know, I'm still obviously reluctant to come out as a cigar smoker. Yep. And, but what I have found is in certain situations where I'm around certain people and I intentionally sort of allude to it. Yeah. And then I find other women who also smoke. Yep. But they're also either in positions or just, you know, for whatever reason, they're, so there's this like huge sort of fight club of female cigar smokers out there. And that nobody talks about nobody it. Nobody talks about it, which is yeah. why none of us then and I want to well, come out. Well, and and I'll go so okay, that you you bring up a valid point and I'll make the argument that there are some really great female cigar influencer well, cigar Types. cigar ambassadors. Okay. Listen, I, I, oh, hate, yeah. I hate the word influencer. influencer. I absolutely detest. I feel like if you're an influencer, influencer, then maybe you're not right. If it's almost like if you have to tell people how awesome you are, are right? you really awesome? Yeah, yeah. And so like, I like ambassador. Yeah, and like I just I don't know. I I I just hate that word. So ambassador. There are some really great female cigar ambassadors, um, and there are some that I feel through their antics through their efforts, through their different methods of branding, I think have created, like, lack of a better term, like a stigma to where 
it's one of those things where people like you maybe don't want to come out publicly as because a I cigar don't smoker look like because them. you don't mm-hmm. want to be well, and maybe you don't want to be associated with what that group of people have put out there in the world. I mean, let's be real. You know, but also it's not going to get better so that your average female no, cigar not. smoker you need a, wants to, you, you need, need average you do. people coming out. Like, I'm not going to wear a bikini. And again, no offense to people that do. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. It's not it's, just the bikini, though. Like, look, if every once in a while, like, you know, you're putting up I need, up a like, bikini. CEOs of Fortune 500 yeah. companies on the front of magazines smoking cigars. That's what I need. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I Like, I don't think... It's not just... If you're just... If you're putting out a bikini pic every once in a while, that's one thing. Um, you know, but, like, if your whole brand is predicated around, look at me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like... There's one person in particular I can think of that I happen to know for a fact doesn't even really smoke cigars. She's made a very like good like name for herself attached to cigars, mm-hmm. but like she's flat out said on a Zoom call that I was on that like she doesn't really like cigars. She'll she'll light them up, take a couple puffs for videos and pictures and things like that, but she's not into them. So it's like you know that's that's yeah. disturbing, you know. But everybody flocks to them. But I just I don't know I just it, the the influencer conversation is a bigger one than maybe just for right now. But like realistically, like I I do have issues with that whole concept. You know. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pinky's joking. But it it, it just kind of I don't know. Getting verklempt. <laughs> well, it also seems like everybody decided they all wanted to be an influencer all at once. And that also doesn't help, you know, because it's like, how can any one person be a like influencer if everybody else is trying to influence people right. there? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're just people at that point. Yes. Well, that all have a sticker and a fancy logo. Yeah. Ooh, you know. Well, so I wish I could articulate because I don't even think I know. I don't know myself why it makes me uncomfortable for other people to want like to know that. I enjoy smoking cigars, but even so this past weekend, we were at my son's sporting event. Um, It was a travel event. So we were out of town and one of the other dads on the team knows that I smoke cigars. And so in front of other dads said, Hey, Pinky, um, did you bring any sticks? Mm -hmm. And the other two guys were there. They're cool. So I said to this guy, yeah, I brought some. So the other dads were like, oh, you, our kids play sports in the parking lot, like outside of, yeah. you know, when we're at the hotels, they play like wiffle ball and kickball and stuff. So one of the dads assumed it had something to do with that. And then the dad was like, oh, no, cigars. So one of the dad looks at me and says, you smoke cigars? That surprises me. And I wish I had thought about how I would respond to that because I knew it was inevitable that it would happen. So I, all I said was, you know, I've been known to smoke a, a good cigar occasionally. Yeah. Um, and I just wish I knew why I wasn't comfortable, like, owning it. Because I own everything else in my life, I feel like. Well, part of it... I don't have this image. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't think I have an image I'm trying to uphold, but it, maybe I do. Part of it is I think that, you know, just... The, the the powers that be, be it the government, be it the anti-tobacco groups, whatever, they've done a very good job 
of lumping cigars in with other more hazardous tobacco products. And so people look at it as an unhealthy thing to do. So what bothers me is the other dads that were standing around, had I not disclosed that, let's say they just organically started talking about cigars. Yeah. It would have been like you, pro- they probably would not have made any assessment of any of the other dads if they were like, oh, dude, I smoke cigars too. I smoke cigars yeah. too. But because it was you. But because it was me. That surprises me. And I, I almost yeah. should have asked the guy, like, I'm just curious what. Why does it why, surprise you? Why does you? it surprise you? Yeah. Because in my, my mind, like, I'm a very health conscious person. Yeah. So I assume that other people find it surprising because I'm so health conscious or is it because I'm a female? Or is it because I'm a mom with a young son? You know, like what part of that surprises? But again, I'm part of the problem because I'm not out with it. Yeah. And so I'm contributing to the very reason other people are surprised when they find out female smoke. Well, and also historically, I think cigars have been one of those things for right or wrong, have been kind of looked upon as like a man thing to do. But I do a lot of men things. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge football fan. Yeah. Like I was at a, an event this morning, was talking to a guy um, who loves football, told me he's a Dolphins fan. So I just start talking football. I know where quarterbacks have been prior to their current team. I know who won Super Bowl. And I mean, he was delighted in the conversation. And I'm now I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder if I got into that type of conversation, except with cigars. Yeah. How that would have gone. I don't know. You know, like I, maybe yeah. that's the only other man thing. <laughs> Traditional man thing I do is watch football. But, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely recognize and accept the fact that my being relatively closeted is probably adding to the problem of women not being more out with cigar smoking. Yeah. I could see that. Is any of this media portrayal? Is it because we don't see a lot of... We don't see a whole lot of cigar smoking in media anymore That's anyway. True. I mean, That's true. I know that Colin Farrell was pushing real hard for um, the Penguin in the new Batman movie. He played Penguin. He was pushing super hard for the Penguin to be smoking a cigar in that, and Warner Brothers said no. So, Gosh. you know, it's one of those like, things. come on. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's it's... But then again, every once in a while, you do see somebody smoking cigars. Like um, in Star Trek Picard, there was the one character, Captain Rios. He was always smoking cigars. In both seasons of that that he was on, he was constantly smoking cigars. And I was, So is this a lobbying? And I was, and I was happy about that because I was like, this is like a current show going on right now where there's a main character who part of his character is his love of cigars, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought it was great, but, you know... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the um, I don't know where the breakdown is. And part of look, part of it could very well be what we're, what you're saying is that, and I'm, there are women that are out there, but I can look at my Instagram audience and I can tell you right now, you know, eighty five percent of my followers on Instagram are men, and fifteen percent. And those might be high now, or like different. I mean, that might be more like ninety ten at this point. You know, men to, to women, and it's right. just one of those things. Maybe women do it. Maybe they're just not like nerds about it to where they're like creating Instagram profiles and posting pictures and whatnot like guys do. But you know, it's just there are a few, but there's not that many. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. It is interesting to me the ads that I see on my Pinky Smoke Cigars Instagram. Okay. For shave gel, for (laughs) um, men's boxer shorts, versus on my personal Instagram account, the ads that I see. Yeah. Yeah, well, clearly Instagram hasn't figured out. They haven't figured out that that Pinky is a a woman. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. I, I, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, and obviously we're not going to do that now. But you know, we're talking. I mean, there's so many different conversations we just touched on between, you know, women in cigars, the stigma of women in cigars, um, influencers and their role in everything, and you know. Whatever I that and that's a whole conversation that I definitely at some point want to have because it just bugs the piss. But out also of me. But, going back to sort of the health because I don't see myself in any way, shape, or form as like any sort of influencing, influencer. You know, whatever. I mean, look, I put out there what I like. I put out there, you know. But you're not doing it with the I expectation sub- of getting anything in I would, return no, for it. No, 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 right. no. Which I is would, what influencing is. I would hope that my listening audience, you know, realizes that for a brand to come on as a sponsor, for example, you know, Aladino, I would hope that um, they would recognize that for me to have partnered and made a relationship with Aladino, it's because... I absolutely 100% stand behind mm-hmm. and love that product. Dan at Riverman. I absolutely 100% stand behind Dan at Riverman. Yep. I think, you know, it's a, it's a you know, example of a really great, you know, neighborhood yep. Yep. brick and mortar shop. You want these people to succeed. Yeah. Yep. And, and like my monthly cigars, I, th- you know, Nick has been with us for a very long time. I think Nick's subscription box um, has done a really good job of cultivating cigars that you can find at your brick and mortars or you know find easily to where you're not going to be smoking at one time and it's some super rare thing yeah and then after you smoke it the once you you, you really liked it frustrated because can't find and it and you anywhere. can't yeah. go anywhere to find it yeah. you know it's like i don't i don't understand i i, I get the limited edition stuff you know periodically um, but you're right. That doesn't. But, like, but I don't. Only doing that doesn't add to the experience. It doesn't add it's, to the experience. It, in fact, it, it would probably take away because yes. if people can't find what they're looking for, or what they had that one time, it's designed for the super nerd. Yes. The and and you know the people that are like, I have this one cigar and I'm sitting on it for like years and years and years because I'm, you know, it's so rare. I don't want to smoke it. Well, if you if you have it and you don't want to smoke it, what's the point? But, you know. Having said that, I did purchase a bottle of Peyton Manning's bourbon. Uh-huh. He's got a new well, I'm a Peyton Manning oh, I know super fan. Uh living in St. Louis, a lot of residents will go down to Florida during Cardinals training cuz they love the Cardinals and they nope, Javier and I go to Denver back when Peyton was playing. We okay. go to the Broncos. So we're just big Peyton Manning fans. We're Bronco fans via Peyton Manning. I did buy a bottle of his bourbon. Um and We'll probably never open it. And I never is thought it, it would be Is it because it's like rare? Well, right like, now it is. It's only in five states. But okay. It's only in five states. But like, are there, is it like a, li- a limited number of bottles like ever? I don't know. 
Or is it like going to be one of those things where it's in five states, but you can get it like on the regular in those five states? I don't know. Because I don't live in any of the five states. I had to have my in-laws who are in Kentucky find it for me. But you see what I'm saying. Because like if I bought it out of a pure love for Peyton Manning. (laughs) Because if it's on the regular. (laughs) It's true. If I could find it again. If you could get it again. Right. I don't see the point in you hanging on to it. But also, I am not going to routinely spend $200 on a bottle of bourbon. Just not going to do it. That's a hell of a bottle of bourbon right there. It must be. I don't know. I'm probably never... (laughs) Never going to open it. <laughs> what is it? I, I saw a thing the other day that said that every empty bottle has a is is actually full of a really good story. For sure, that so, has to be true. You know, that has so to be true. You're you're depriving that bottle of being full of a good story. That's true. When I open a bottle of bourbon, though, the, all the stories happen that night. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've got a cigar. Or, or your you... cigar, Nick. I've got another Nick in my life. We call him bourbon nick um when he comes over we'll crack open a bottle of bourbon and three hours later it's gone and i'm i mean mm-hmm, I, you know and when you open up a can of uh um uh, white russians white <laughs> russian or three there's definitely a story involved in that i could never drink three to lay me out didn't you do three that one day I tried doing three, and I was laid out before i got I, even two sips i think before we get into the final third friday segment do you want to tell that story? I do not. Come on. I absolutely do not. It's such a good story. And it's, it's not so, a good story. It's so pulpit, like, rich. Okay. So we were out of town for a sporting event for my kid. And when we play locally, I don't drink. Yeah. I must m- be way more concerned about my image than I think I am. Obviously. Anyways, we're out of town. This is good. This is enlightening for Pinky. This is therapy. This is uh, therapy. So we were out of Cigar town. Cigar therapy. And one of the other dads on the team had this white Russian. Uh And I was like, dude, where'd you get that? I love those Kahlua Bailey's type drinks. And he's like, oh, I'll get you one. So he got me one. And I mean, it just went down super smooth. My husband has a role, um, a very important role that he plays during my son's games um, that he has to be there for. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had one of these white Russians, went back to the concession stand, got another one, came back and... I don't even really remember. Like it wasn't a, you know, when you're getting a little tipsy and drunk, you're like, you, you have this recognition that that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah. But it just happened so quickly. So the next thing I know, I basically like <laughs> was hunched over this chair, my head in my hands, one of the baseball moms came <laughs> and she's like, are you okay? You don't look so good. Well, I did not feel good. So my husband had to stop what he was doing to support the team to take me back to the hotel. Um, after I did not feel so good during the game. <laughs> and here's the worst part. We had... There's a little bit of... Yeah. I like, Not my proudest moment. Not my proudest moment. I gotcha. The other oh, thing I was... Mean, we were sh- I have a lot of not proud moments that I've shared on the cast. So We were short players that weekend. So we had several what they call courtesy players. Uh-huh. People who don't normally play on the team. But they came in because it was during the summer. Kids were on vacation. So we had two courtesy players on our team. And so this was their first, the, those two kids this next season joined our team. And just recently the mom said, do you remember the first time I met you? And I was like, no, I don't remember you being at the games. And she was like, oh, it was the game that you <laughs> had to leave early. 
<sighs> and you're like, well, that would be why I don't remember That's meeting you. That's why I don't you. remember it. Because so, I wish. That was the one and only time that has <laughs> happened at a game. But uh, yeah, not my proudest moment. Uh, I will own that. Um, and that's not generally how I am. It was just a, a fun weekend out of town. I wasn't driving. It was fun. But that's when I knew those white Russians, I can't. Those are my kryptonite. All right. For, yep, for real. And so to start today's episode, you had these drinks. You're like, and then after these, we can bust Crack into the white, white Russian. No, sir. No. Nope. <laughs> no, thanks, Tom Hanks. Nope. Well. <laughs> You can have a drink over at the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge there in Ingalls, Indiana. and uh, I our, cannot wait our to man, visit Rob oh, and Lisa. Our man, Broccoli Rob. Man. He, he, uh, they just uh, opened up the cigar garden, and it's uh, it, it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Mark my and, words, I will visit this fall. That okay. is a promise I will put out there right now. Okay. That, that whole experience it's gonna happen, is broccoli. my, that's my jam. I love being outside. I love smoking cigars. Um, and he has a hell of a cultivated collection of whiskeys over there. There you go. So you won't be driving at that event either. No, 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 no. Nope. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into the, uh, final third cigar and whiskey pairing, um, on today's, uh, segment of final third Friday. Let's do it. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man, Broccoli Rob. Hey guys, Rob here at Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're doing the Final Third Cigar pairing for the Cigar Pulpit. And we are smoking the classic brand new cigar by Aladino. And uh, we're pairing with it Jack Daniels Triple Mash Whiskey. This is uh, Triple Mash, so it's got their rye mash bill in it. Their original Tennessee mash bill and a single malt mash bill all blended together and bottled at 100 proof. So it is a bottled and bond product. Yeah. And we decided to do this pairing for two reasons. One, the flavors match up really nice together. Two, it's the newest offering from Jack Daniels and the newest offering from Aladino. Yep. Um, we were able to get this, um, this offering out from Aladino because we are an Aladino cigar lounge. Um, I, think they're, I think they have 30 shops around the nation that we're able to get this early Mm -hmm. this will be a pca release in july probably be delivering i would assume in august to shops around you that may actually sell aladino as well and if your shop doesn't sell aladino talk to the shop owners and get them in there some of the best cigars out there right now and i'm telling you this one here is amazing if you can't get them locally just give us a call we can send some to you yeah Um, i know dan at the riverman has them as well you can get them from him as well so but right into this cigar, um, ton of baking spice notes. You know, this is a, a Habano wrapper over a Corojo binder with all Habano filler, mm-hmm. which is very unique for them because mo- yeah. their filler is usually all Corojo. Yep. Um, so this is totally unique to anything else in their line, and it has a lot of the, a lot of baking spice notes, but they're more of the muted notes that you would get from the Habano versus the Corojo. On the on the aroma on the foot, when we were just, just smelling it, it was Fig Newtons. Yeah. It had that kind of plummy, raisiny note with even the breading around it, and it was really nice. But then upon light up, you know, when you first light the cigar up, you get kind of a big spice pop. Not, yeah. not cayenne or black pepper, just all those baking spice notes, the cinnamons, the nutmegs, the cumin, some of those. And then when you start pairing it, it just transforms yeah so with the with the whiskey and, and the first 
in the uh, first third, you're getting more along the lines of like a cinnamon toast crunch thing. Heavy cinnamon. It is a little bit of that dry cinnamon thing. Yeah. And Robin even said like a uh, a cinnamon bran type cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, into this, like a raisin bread with cinnamon on it. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, then into the second third, it's kind of just switched over into French toast. Yeah, yeah. The note on it's beautiful, and when you and what's kind of cool is you know you do the you know the cigar itself, you get the French toast note. You put it up with the whiskey afterwards. Yeah, and it adds the sweetness to it. It's like oh yeah. I mean, it's not maple syrup. But you kind of want it to be maple syrup being French toast. Yeah. And it's got that yeah. similar type of sweetness going back and forth, and it's really nice. Now, again, like I said, it's not maple flavor notes, but it's got that kind of thickness, the viscosity on your tongue. Yeah. And then the sweetness from, you know, the whiskey. It Going from cigar to whiskey, the whiskey tastes very sweet. Yes, it does. Now, going the other way, you're getting more of the earthiness out of the retrohale and the spice notes yeah absolutely and uh the, this whiskey has a lot of those baking spice notes in it already from the uh, jack daniels rye mash bill that's in the triple mash but uh it kind of just pulls them out of there yeah and it, it just brings it everything's kind of elevated so it it's like your cinnamon your clove your nutmeg all yeah. of those things are there and they are lifted up yeah, and really, I mean, because this, this, again, it's 100 proof, so it does have a little bit of proof to it. You know, when you when you take the sip back to the cigar, it actually hangs on tongue and dances on the tongue mm-hmm. with the cigar. Yeah. And all the, you know, both of them just play so nicely together, and you get all the notes together at once, and it just almost overwhelms your palate. It does. I mean, in a good way, in a very good way. Yeah. And actually, when I just went back to the whiskey, I got, I did get some of that banana. Did That's you the really? First time I've gotten bananas since we started this one. Just a, just a touch of it on the sip. Oh where, yeah, where you know the Tennessee's there. Yeah, yeah, the Tennessee is definitely there. As you get into the final third, the the baking spice notes are going to get a little bit more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a little bit more strength, but it never gets beyond a medium. No, huh? Um, first, first initial puff, it feels like it's going to be stronger, but then immediately gets right back to the medium and it stays there. Yeah. Um, you continue to get the sweetness out of the whiskey. Oh, <laughs> for this pairing, you're under 20 bucks. Here. Yeah. Because yeah. this pour, I think it's 11 11 ounce. Yeah. So it. you're under 20 bucks for this pairing, and we got plenty of it here. Although we did sell a ton of it on Saturday, so. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of it as as far as Monday morning at 10 a.m. So. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So so I'm Rob at Final Third Cigar. You can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar or go to our website, FinalThirdCigar.com, and you can find everything there, including our full-length video of this pairing. Yeah, and I'm Isaiah. You can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was awesome. Good job, Rob. He and Isaiah do a really good job with that segment. Yes, they do. And uh, guys, like I said, you can head on over to the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana and check that out. They actually just had a really nice write-up in their local newspaper about the uh, the Chamber of Commerce came out and did a ribbon cutting yes, at I their cigar garden. And I thought it was really cool to see um, 
other business owners, the chamber, and the community kind of actually supporting and giving some, you know, props yes. and recognition. Like it wasn't taboo. To a cigar yes. lounge. Yes. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of times the cigar lounge is like, it's there, it's part of the community, but like people just kind of... They don't embrace it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those businesses that's like on the back burner. But I thought it was really cool to see that they actually embraced and, you know, welcomed in the cigar. Like every other business. Like yeah. Just treat it like every. I don't think business. anybody outside of Rob and Lisa will have any idea how much blood, sweat, and tears go into building what they've built so far. I would hope that other cigar lounge owners would, but I think some have had it maybe. Everybody, all the brick and mortar guys have had different experiences. You know, some have maybe had easier times and others, mm -hmm. whatever. But Rob and Lisa, they've had a very unique set of circumstances, I think, in their personal lives that have led them to this point. And you're right. I think it's one of those things that they put in a lot of effort. It's really nice to see it's such a short period of time them getting the accolades and respect that I think they deserve for what they're putting out Agreed. there. So. Agreed. So see you this fall. That's there what I'm go. saying. All right, then. All right. <laughs> Well, I mentioned My Monthly Cigars earlier, and guys, you can get in on the fun by going over to MyMonthlyCigars.com. Nick over there, he's got a couple of different size boxes that you can get shipped to your house every month. He has the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. The El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. It's two of everything in the Robusto box. And if you use offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. You can get free shipping on the first box. Or Thanks for stepping up I was up ready there. this time. You, you remember were, last time? I, I <laughs> you did. Yeah, it's okay. it up so you, bad. You, you knew. You knew. <laughs> um, you can get uh, free shipping on the first box or 20% off any of the items in Nick's online store over there because he's got cigars and accessories and other fun stuff. He also has the fucking good coffee. So you're going to want to get in on the uh, fucking good time with the uh, fucking good coffee there. So do you remember really early on um, when I started coming on the show, I thought about subscribing like yes. getting my monthly cigars. But my concern at the time was I had a very specific taste. Yes. And I had not yet ventured out into non-infused, non-flavored, non-sugar tip cigars. Yep. Um, and so just recently, I'm thinking, I need to do that. I'm going to subscribe. There you go. I will. You should. Because I'm definitely at a point now where I will appreciate and enjoy... The other stuff. The other stuff. And here's the thing. Because I'm such a routine creature of habit... Left to my own devices, I will smoke the same thing over and over. Yeah. I don't. We've talked about this before. I suffer from decision fatigue. I'm very intentional. Where's your box? I create. Where, the, the travel humidor. Right here. Okay. Um, well, let's just, just for shits and giggles So when here. people send me care packages, that's about the only day. <laughs> okay. So that's one that you got from, from Rob's place uh, that I brought back to you from Rob's place. That's one that uh, I gave you just now when we were sorting through cigars. Otherwise, you have some factory smokes from Drew Estates in there. You have an Acid Blondie in there. And you have a Perla Del Mar Shade in there. And there's another cigar that I'm just not going to mention. And um, <laughs> But the point is, so like of those, I'm just like thinking you have out of the, what, three, six, seven cigars in here, three are Drew Estate. One I just gave you as one to kind of try, uh, one of the uh, two guys cigar, one of the pencils uh, from United Cigars there, the the uh, pencil cigars, and then then you've got this uh, 
what is this? The Laran R- Laranja Laranja. That's the one right from, from, from Jeff Egbert. Espinosa. And uh, then, yeah, the Perla del Mar shade. And then there's other one that I'm not going to mention. So you've got like. Uh, it's m- more diverse than it is more it diverse been than two years norm- ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's good. Still very heavy Drew Estate, but I, I like the fact that you have the factory smokes in there because, you know, everybody needs those budget cigars for the dollar cost average. And, and honestly, sort of the factory smokes, I carry two of them with me because I'm prepping for the instance where I'm with another lady yep. who maybe hasn't smoked cigars before, okay. wants to smoke. I think that's a good... I mean, that, yeah, it's, it's like it's, what, like a three dollars cigar? Yes, it's it's flavor infused, sweet tipped. Like that's what'll get them hooked. I there think. There you go. So I'm carrying two: one for me, one for my homie. There you go. <laughs> so no, so you're you're branching out. That's good. That's good. Um, what else do we need to touch on real quick? Oh, socials. So we're available on Instagram at uh, the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N E K K I D Gator. Uh, Gator just tried calling in, and I. Ignore. Ignored because, well, we're, we're busy. And um, we're on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. And, guys, make sure you get on the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group because right now the poll is open for the uh, call of the week for our Ask the Boys segment. We're doing that call contest. So the poll is open, and I haven't checked it in a little bit to see where the uh, polling stands, you know, but make sure you get in your vote. as to I'm which not on was Facebook, your... so what is that? Um, the parishioners group? No, the poll. You obviously haven't been paying attention to the show. I mean. <laughs> the long and short of it is we were drastically lacking in you questions. Know, ask the boys oh, okay. Calls. And so basically I put out there at the beginning of June that, um, we were going to do a contest for the best call into the ask the oh. boys hotline, um, for the month of June. And so, what happens is every week we play the calls, and then I put up a poll on the parishioners group where the parishioners can vote oh. on which call is their I favorite. See. Then at the end of the month, we're going to have like a championship round where we name off the four calls and do the four calls, and then whoever wins that gets um, a prize pack prize from fucking uh, good coffee. Oh, all right. So, yeah. I'm going to pretend like I knew that that was. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I miss a lot um, by not being on Facebook, but I'm okay with it. That's a, yeah, that's a, I mean, I don't really care for Facebook. If it weren't for the parishioners group and my business, I probably wouldn't be on Facebook anymore. And then um, there's Twitter. I don't really do much on Twitter because, you know, still waiting on Elon Musk. Not confident that's going to happen. What is but the status of that? I, I was so hopeful, but. Know. I don't even I think know. he's fed up with the. Um, I think. The misinformation yeah. coming out of Twitter about how many of their accounts are not legitimate accounts. I, I was going to say, I think in the process of trying to purchase this, he's unveiled quite a bit about mm-hmm. the current state of social media. So here's a question. Do you think that his intentions were true and honestly trying to purchase it? Or do you think, I mean, he's a, like him or not, he's a very smart oh, man. He's a super smart man. So I wonder if his intent was to, um, you know, maybe ultimately have to buy it. I mean, that, that's a gamble though, but but more to call their bluff. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, you know, I get the feeling that there really was an intent to buy. Um, But I also get the feeling that once they started diving into it, yeah, I think maybe figured out that it's all been a shell game for a long time. And that 
you know, it's one of those things where maybe there's a very small number of accounts on Twitter that have been producing the bulk of the content. And then you have these, you know, robot ghost accounts, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, you end up in a situation where it's maybe not nearly Mm -hmm. as big of a platform as everybody like kind of thinks. And then you have to ask yourself, why are we giving, I, I, I have a whole problem with social media and the vocal minority anyway. You know, I think that we as a country have kind of gotten into a point where, you know, we kowtow and we bend uh, to the will of the vocal minority on a lot of different subjects. And I think that Twitter and social media is just kind of the home for a lot of those people. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. But Well, you said home to people. I don't think they're people. True. And I think that's what he's been exposing either intentionally or unintentionally that that's we're very very easily misled super easily misled that's true we put a lot of stock into systems and platforms that we don't know exactly how they're created or yep. perpetuated well and we don't have a viable news uh, media to uh, actually yes. be the honest voice of things but that's a whole different discussion as well and then there's youtube where you can watch this wackiness and then, guys, once again, we need your calls for Ask the Boys. Area code 863-874-0000. So as we wrap it up, I really enjoyed the La Libertad from uh, Villiger. I'm done with that little little cigar butt there. And uh, On the pinky was, scale, I would, good, good I would definitely smoke this again tomorrow. This was very I good. I would think so. I mean, that is not that, that – if I'm right, I think that was a $20 cigar. Oh, your, really? Your Camacho wow. there. So, you know. <laughs> you like how I'm just so surprised you, by that? <laughs> uh, you were smoking good today. So, I was riding high on the horse and I didn't I even know. I know. It. <laughs> you didn't even know it, but that's that's all right. That you is know? literally the story. Every of my once life. in a while, you got to you gotta treat yourself and <laughs> smoke something really nice. So, um, but yeah. So. And the drinks were good too. You did a nice job. Well, thank I you. I mean, clearly they're. I would say they're, they're both empty. They're done. And we're not like, you know. Schnookered or shit face. So No, no, no. That's good. Can't be. But no, that's a that's a good, nice, refreshing summer drink that, you know, you get a little bit of boozy, but it's not I mean, you're not kidding. That could be dangerous because as we talk there's two shots yes. of whiskey in that and yeah. you don't taste the whiskey. In a perfect world I would have made up like a big old like thing with a spigot, oh. you know, and just taken the bottle and just, you know, gone to town and you know, just yeah, keep refilling and, and, our and I would say we just keep refilling, and you know, after a few refills, it might might catch up to you for sure. But yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. But uh, those of you who are interested, I don't know if they do any sort of online whatsoever. You know, I guess I could check that real quick while we're like finishing up here. Um, I guess I could check that to see if uh, we still have a segment that Jeff suggested. Gosh, it's probably been two years ago with the charcuterie ward. I know. Oh, that's true. He was going to make this big board, um, and we'd have a handful of cigars, right? To say, yeah, to we, smoke were gonna, during the, we were going to try to pair smokes with um, meat and cheese. Yeah, we were going to do that, and we have not done that yet. Which is right, right up my alley. I we do need to do that. And I do uh, know how to make a meat flower. Yes, you for do. Scootery boards now. You do. So that's, that's valid. Um, so if you go to stumpiespirits.com, um, that, uh, come on, 
I'm on their website here. I'm I'm pulling a gator, and uh, I'm mentioning something, and I'm not prepared for it. Um, I just like that there's a distillery named Stumpies. Stumpies. How do you think those names come about? I have no idea. Sometimes I think people probably have a cool story and just don't do a great job marketing it. And sometimes I just think people come up with names and they slap it on a business. And I'm like, nobody knows what you do, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, uh, I swear, they have on their website a little, uh, please select your delivery state. Okay. So select Illinois. Come on. Stumpy Spirits. Um, yeah, it looks like you can buy their uh, different selections online. And their Lemon Drop Flavored Whiskey. It's the Old Monroe, because it's in Monroe County. Old Monroe Lemon Drop Flavored Whiskey. Um, it is a uh, big bottle, uh, 30% ABV. So it's, you know, relatively... It's it's not it's a benign. It's it's an easy whiskey. Um but it's lemon drop flavored whiskey. Uh, they they say that it's a lemon shake up in a bottle. Oh yeah, plus whiskey. Um but it runs 29.99 for a bottle. You can get that. And then um I mean they have all kinds of other products. So you had two shots of that. You there. put four ice cubes, two shots of that. Two shots of that. It was um, a, a, the blackberry a little syrup. bit of blackberry mint syrup. And then I just got some of that um, store-bought lemonade. It's that, um, oh, what's the brand? It's that. The Minute Maid? No, it's it's in a clear bottle with a green cap. It's a Tropicana? all-natural oh. mm. something or another. I don't know. It's a good lemonade. Okay. But um, simply... Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, sure. the point is it's it's the lemon drop whiskey, a little bit of blackberry mint syrup, and uh just lemonade. And you just mix that up and it's super tasty. That's very good. On a warm day. So good times. I like it. All right. Well, Pinky, it's always been a pleasure. Same. Thanks and, for having uh, me. No, thanks for coming on. And uh unless you have anything else for the betterment of the cause. I do not. Okay. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Pinky. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. And I'm going to stare it out. She's not because, you know. Oh, oh, we see a headset. Got some hair in here. A little bit. There we go. edited up the natives are getting restless <laughs> are they texting you oh, I'm a couple people a couple people have been giving me crap about how i'm getting this out late today that sounds about right <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh, hopefully we made it worth the wait i know i mean it's one of those things and if that, not well blame gator well you know i'll give you your money back so <laughs> anyway all right guys take it easy